Galatians chapter one. We're going to go to, to Galatians chapter one, uh, but we're not going to start in verse 11, Roland. So we're going to start somewhere else because um, uh, I don't want to jump right into it. But we want to go um, to verse 13. This is Paul speaking. He says, for you have heard of my former, former manner of life in Judaism, how I used to persecute the church of God beyond measure and try to destroy it. And I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of the contemporaries among my countrymen. Uh, oh, you got a different version of that. That's right. I'll read that. Verse 14, I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my contemporaries among my countrymen, being more extremely zealous for my ancestral traditions. But when God, who had set me apart, even from my mother's womb, and called me through his grace, was pleased to reveal his son in me so that I might preach him among the Gentiles. I did not immediately consult with flesh and blood, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me. But I went away to Arabia and returned once more to Damascus. Then three years later, I went up to Jerusalem to become acquainted with Caiaphas and stayed with him 15 days. Now I want to say this to you. This is, uh, this is you got to see what's going on here. Paul's kind of recounting what's led him up to his ministry or the early days of his ministry. And he's saying that he was in, uh, before we read verse 11 and 12, he's saying he was in uh, Arabia. So he actually traveled uh, around Arabia, if you continue to read, uh, but it wouldn't be like Arab countries today, like Saudi Arabia or Iraq. It would have been like east of the Jordan, I believe, and some of those lands there, but they called it Arabia. And so he would have been in Arabia and uh, for three years. And so while he was there, we're going to say that Paul was quarantined. Uh, Paul was removed completely from his culture, from his connections, from his family, and a land that spoke a different language around a different way of doing things. Paul was essentially quarantined for three years. Now, we wholeheartedly believe that this isn't going to last three years, and we're believing it's not going to last three months. Uh, but, but nevertheless, Paul was quarantined in three years, for three years. Uh, and and I, 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 as I get ready to read verse 11 and 12, I want you to find hope in this because our desire is that as we go through this together as a community, as a group of people, that we're not just looking to uh, survive it, that we're not just looking to get by, but we're, we're asking God to actually move us forward in the middle of everything stopping. And that's how God does things, right? He always does the opposite, not always, but sometimes he does the opposite of what we're experiencing in the natural. So in the natural, everything seems to be coming to a halt, right? The stock market and companies and businesses and, and shipping stuff and, and jobs and, and income and school and on and on and on, right? We have, we have places that are closed down. I, I wept when I found out that DSW, which is a shoe store, uh, closed down. I literally wept in the parking lot as I pulled up and saw no one there and still just believed that it, it just must mean nobody's inside and went to the door. I wept. It was a sad, sad day in the UTC parking lot when DSW closed. When that stuff is going on, let's be real with each other. Everything is coming to a stop, to a halt, right? But God, we're saying, God, we know that when things in the natural look one way, He's a, uh, someone uh, called him Jehovah Sneaky. He is a, he is a sneaky God. He, he can take in the natural what seems like one thing, but in the spiritual and in our lives, move us, whoa, way forward. So Paul's in Arabia for three years. What happens during that time period? Three years is a long time. We've been quarantined for, or you know, stay at home for a couple of weeks. And we're, many of us are already ready to go nuts, right? Um, 
I was telling the Facebook Live yesterday, Harvest Live uh, yesterday, that I gained three, three or four pounds. Depends how you count. It was four, three. No, it was three. It was technically it was three. And, uh, and just from eating bad over the weekend, I don't know how you can gain three pounds in three days, but apparently I'm talented. And so I, I, um, but I, I, many of us are at home. We don't know what to do. We're scrolling through social media. They say that um, liquor in, uh, sales, wine, beer is 40% higher than normal that the consumption of pornography has gone through the roof during this time. There's all sorts of vices and things that people are turning to during this time. But what if as believers, we actually look at this period of time as not a time just to get through minute by minute, but a time where God can move us forward or God can actually move us forward. And so we're going to read verse 11 and 12 to find out what the heck happened as Paul was away in Arabia for three years as he was quarantined. And maybe you'll receive some, not just revelation, but some inspiration for what the weeks and potentially months to come can look like for you. He says, For I would have you know, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. For I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it, but I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. Other um, scriptures say that it was the revelation of the Holy Spirit. Wow. In another version, it says this, this is not by my own invention, neither was I spoon-fed by human tuition. My source of reference is the unveiled mystery of Christ in me. In other words, that which was veiled and mysterious while I was away in quarantine, the Lord had my attention and he began to reveal those things that were once veiled. Once veiled. The mysteries of Christ were revealed to me in those three years where I was away from everything, where I was isolated. Wow. Come on, tonight, somebody has to hear this message. Uh, somebody has to, has to believe that this is not just a time to get by with, but this is a time where the Spirit of God can teach you which no man can teach you. I'm a firm believer in people owning and understanding and receiving their own faith. I'm a firm believer that we, we can, there's some things we can only be taught by the Holy Spirit. I believe that actually my job as a pastor and the, and the other people that are on our pastoral team here, our job is not to teach you everything, every little perfect thing. But our job is to, is to create a framework where you go deeper and that you're hungry and that you desire and you connect with the Father directly yourself. I don't believe in this, this intermediary thing that many, many people in, 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 in the Christian faith have established where, where they look to one person, hope to access God through them. It might be a grandmother, it might be a pastor, it might be an online evangelist, it might be whatever, but I'm telling you, you can connect directly with the source of God in moments where you're bored or moments where you're frustrated or moments when you're at home and your kids are driving you crazy or whatever it is, you're lonely. The Holy Spirit, listen to me, the Holy Spirit is looking to come to you. The Holy Spirit is waiting to teach you the things that you could listen to me a thousand times. You could watch all of the Bible courses you want. The Holy Spirit is waiting to come to teach you, to teach you those things, those mysteries that no one can teach you. I just, I believe that this is a moment in time for each and every one of us where God has completely got an opportunity to captivate our attention. He really does. I want to read a couple of scriptures to you because I, I don't want to be long tonight. 
But if you like this, if you believe this is for a friend, tag them and say, hey, God, the Holy Spirit wants to reveal things to you during this time that you can be quarantined. But come on, in the middle of quarantine, God can speak to you. God can reveal things. God can move you forward. So invite somebody to watch this with you. Oswald Chambers says this. He says, the spirit is the first power we practically experience, but the last power we come to understand. The Holy Spirit oftentimes is what draws us. It says the spirit of God draws us to repentance. That monitors down, uh, that's back up. Uh, it, the spirit of God draws us to repentance. So the spirit of God oftentimes is the first thing that we practically experience, but one of the last things we understand. Because I believe sometimes that we experience the presence of God. And then after that, uh, we, uh, we, uh, it's almost like we feel like the Holy Spirit's job is done. But the Spirit of God is continuing to want to remind us and to encourage us and to inspire us and to reveal things to us. And if you're one of, uh, like many of us, that really want those mysteries revealed, it is moments like these where the Holy Spirit wants to come and, and bring us understanding that we would understand the Spirit of God's, uh, the, the, the purpose of the Spirit of God in our life. Stephen, that monitor is out for me, so it just helps me know if you can get that back up for me. Sorry about that, guys. Um, I want to read this to you. John 14, 26, if you can put that up, Roland. It, it, it says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance, remembrance all that I said to you. So the Holy Spirit, of course, we know is sent as a helper, as a comforter, but he was sent to us also as a teacher. How, when's the last time you or I took the time to ask ourselves the question, what question? To ask ourselves the question, or ask the Holy Spirit, what are you trying to teach me? Really? Really? When is the last time? I know it's been a long time since I practically took some time out and said, Holy Spirit, teach me something. I might get into the word of God. I might listen to a worship song. I might pray. I might, you know, read a, a book or a chapter. But when's the last time I got quiet and allowed the spirit of God? Or it doesn't even have to be in the middle of being quiet. You could be on a run. You could be walking. You could be exercising. You could be in your house scrolling, doing whatever. When's the last time we took the time out and said, Holy Spirit, the teacher, meet me. The crazy thing is, is you might run out of board games. You might run out of snacks. You might run out of activities. You might run out of games. You might run out of Netflix TV shows. And maybe that's what it'll take in the middle of this. And if it does, okay. But what if we just positioned ourselves and determined in our hearts for the Holy Spirit to begin to teach us what no man can teach us in the middle of this quarantine, in the middle of this stay-at-home order. Nehemiah 9.20 says, you gave your good spirit. Uh, Roland, can you put that up? Nehemiah 9.20 says, you gave your good spirit to instruct them. Your manna you did not withhold from their mouth. And you gave them water for their thirst. I'll read it again. You gave your good spirit to instruct them. Their manna you did not withhold from their mouth. And you gave them water for their thirst. That's, so just as likely as God is, is to supply water or manna, it's just as likely as the spirit of God is to teach you. It's that basic. It's that abundant and that real. That as he satisfies your thirst and your hunger, he also wants to teach you. The Holy Spirit has come to teach you. 1 John 2, 27 says this. 
It says, as for you, the anointing which you receive from him abides in you and you have no need for anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things and is true and is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you abide in him. I want to come back because I want you to be, I want to be real clear with what I'm saying here tonight. I am not saying that what a man or a woman can teach you is of no value. I'm not saying don't listen, don't go to church, nothing like that tonight. I want to be very clear with you. But I don't believe that I am the sole source of revelation for your life. I don't believe that uh, Andrew Farley or Joseph Prince or, or, or Billy, uh, the, the messages that you might see online from Billy Graham or, or Stephen Furtick or anyone else uh, is the sole source of revelation for your life. I actually believe the greatest moments of revelation will not come from a sermon or a message. It will come when the Holy Spirit makes himself real to you. I know that that doesn't build a big ministry or get you to send big checks to me and this church here. That's not the point. The point is tonight that you would understand that the Holy Spirit is the greatest teacher and can do what no man or woman can do in your life. And what a time, what an age that we're in right now. What a moment that we're in right now when many of us have time on our hands. Many of us are finding ourselves with looking for something to do, looking for something to happen. What if we allowed ourselves to be like Paul, who was quarantined, we're going to use that term loosely, in Arabia for three years, where he came back and the Holy Spirit had taught him things that no man could teach him. I, um, it's important today that, um, I love this because in verse 15 of that scripture in Galatians, um, it says, the one that we read says, but when God who had set me apart, even from my mother's womb and called me through his grace was pleased. And, and I, we're not gonna go to that, but I wanna read a different version of, the, uh, of it to you. It says, God's eternal love dream separated me from my mother's womb and his grace became my identity. You know, sometimes a message, a book, even scripture will fall short in revealing our identity in grace, our identity in the truth of who we are. Sometimes it's something that only can happen. I'm going to say this. I'm going to be bold and say almost all the time, I can, I can front load somebody with a lot of good scripture and a lot of good quotes and a lot of good messages. I can front load them. But I'm telling you right now, you, are, you and I are dependent on the Holy Spirit to take that head knowledge and make it a part of the identity of who we are. You can't do that through a message. You can't do that through a worship song. You can't do that through a book. Uh, all of the greatest moments of revelation and encounter that I've had in my life personally have never come because of a message or because of a church or because of a worship song or because of a book or because of a devotional. It's come because the Holy Spirit took something that maybe I heard somewhere or took a moment or took an encounter, but the Holy Spirit later on, maybe when I was quiet, maybe when I was driving, went, son, I'm going to teach you something no man can teach you. Boom. And my whole brain was just like exploded. My heart grew. I, I uh, want to leave you tonight um, with just some of these ideas and concept. I know that folks are facing some really, really scary times. I know that people are looking at stuff and saying, I don't know, uh, Pastor Dan, if you understand how serious this is. Oh, I do. I do understand what we're facing. I do understand the uncertainty. I do understand I've been helping friends, you know, fill out uh, stuff for the SBA and get people 
to, to try to, that, that, that have lost their income literally in a split second. Um, people that are subcontractors, people that are all sorts of things that people are struggling with, not able to pay their rent. I know people personally that didn't pay their rent this past month who, who are trying to figure out how to eat, um, who, who are trying to figure out how to pay their cell phone or to pay their just utilities. I get it. And I know the government's trying to do what they can and foundations are doing what they can and everybody's, but I'm, I'm, I understand the real, the real, and you, you might think to yourself, you, you're preaching a message tonight. You're speaking on a topic. You're saying in the middle of all that, you want me to take the time out for the Holy Spirit to teach me things that are veiled, that were once veiled to me. What, what's the point in the middle of all this? Well, I'm telling you this, you know, bills can get paid. This is not the first time many of us have been behind on bills. The chaos of this world will eventually settle. The craziness of us being out of a job will come to an end and we'll be, most of us will be working again. All of this stuff will fade in time. It's temporary. But what God wants to do in you is eternal. And you have time. You and I have time. Unless you're a healthcare worker or first responder and we want to shout out to you guys for all of the hard work that you're doing out there on our behalf and to keep people safe and to try to save lives. We thank you for that. But many of us have more time than we ever have had. And what I want to tell you today is this. Take an opportunity to ask the Holy Spirit to open your heart up to what the Spirit of God wants to teach you. Don't allow yourself to put up walls or doors or obstacles in the way. Don't discount yourself. Don't say, I'm not good enough. Don't say, well, I don't have my act cleaned up yet. Listen, Paul was a, he was a, whew. he said, I am the least among you. He said, I am the worst sinner you can imagine. And yet the Holy Spirit taught him. So don't discount yourself. I'm telling you, no matter where you are or what you've done or what you've encountered, the Spirit of God still wants to come and speak to you right where you're at. The Holy Spirit wants to, to, to absolutely teach you the mysteries, those things that are veiled and make them unveiled in him. And listen, Sunday morning, I am so stinking excited about Sunday morning. And I'm going to tell you why. We, uh, we are going to have the full band back together for the first, listen to me, it's like going to be like a, it's going to be like a, 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 um, a Rolling Stones reunion tour. We're going to be so excited to be back together. Um, we haven't played as a band for over a month. And so we will be back together right here, ready to um, just celebrate Resurrection Sunday. We'll keep our six feet, okay? We'll keep our social distance, but we're going to have full drums, bass, the whole thing. And we're gonna, we've got a brand new song we're gonna introduce to you and we'd love for you to set your calendar and join us Sunday at 11 a.m. And as we close this t tonight, um, we're gonna leave up a screen for those of you that still wanna give who didn't give in between. And there's a link also in the bio. And, and I don't mean to keep mentioning this, but people still, after all the times I mention it, mentioned to me that they don't know how to, how to do it or they didn't see the link. And we're not, we're not, we don't want to pressure anyone watching to give that doesn't want to give. But if you do want to give, we do want to make it easy on you uh, because we absolutely um, would love your support as we move forward. Uh, like I said, we've reached almost 50,000 people in the last 28 days. And our heart is just to reach more and more and more with a message of love, forgiveness, grace, and the goodness of God. We love you guys. We will see you Sunday for Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday at 11 a.m. live right here on the Harvest Sarasota Facebook. See you then. God bless.